0: So I think that was a pretty easy round oh, for no. you, for sure. Oh,
1: I probably deserved that <laughs> after the shocker. No I had for way, first, no way. So. All okay. right,
0: my go. Let's go. All right.
1: Hello to all the new viewers out there that have come over from Amy Louise. You may be wondering who the person actually is in this video. Well, my name's Liam Elysiums and I'm the co-founder and president of Pracky. But what is Pracky? Well, Pracky is an initiative that was begun by beginning teachers for beginning teachers. We aim to support pre-service and early career educators through best-in-class digital media and in-person symposium events. I hope you like this interview, and if you like what you see, why not head over to our website at www.pracky.com. Check us out, see what we're all about. And if you want to join the Pracky community, head into our contact form and our homepage, chuck in your email, and that'll be the best way to keep in contact with me and the Pracky team. We'll let you know all about our new blog posts, articles, and videos, and let you know when we'll be in town for the next Pracky Symposium. I hope to see you over there, but until then, let's get on with the video. What's up Prackies? It's Liam Elysiums here for another episode of the Classroom Nightmare Teacher Hack Challenge. And we're joined, my opponent today is Amy Louise from the Australian TeacherTube community. Thank you for coming in and spending some time with us today. Thanks for having
0: me Liam, I'm very excited about today.
1: So, what what the rules are, uh, we have three piles of cards and these cards have different things on them about a class that you might have as a teacher. (laughs) This pile is the type of class that you might have. So, the grade and their personality type. Mm -hmm. This middle pile is the time of day that you would hypothetically have that class from period one Monday all the way to last period on a Friday. And this pile is something that's drastically wrong with your lesson that's just been thrust upon you (laughs) and you need to sort it out so what we're going to be doing is we're going to take it in turns picking one from each pile and offering our solution as to how to overcome that as a teacher does that sound good
0: sounds fantastic all right
1: so since i'm the host
0: i'll (laughs) go first you should definitely go first
1: (laughs) okay so i have overachieving grade 10s period one after a public holiday and one student has an aggressive outburst, (laughs) okay. So overachieving grade 10s, I find sometimes that when students are overachieving, it's almost harder to teach them than they're underachieving. Supporting gifted students is something that probably, I think needs more attention on it. So I find it quite difficult. Now period 1 after a public holiday. Public holidays just upset everything and usually any type of change for a student just derails the whole week. Usually on a day like that you'll have last minute room changes, maybe half of Tuesday's schedule and the last half of Wednesday's schedule and they might do something that will upset the rhythm of all your students. And then to compound that, one of my students has had an aggressive outburst. So I'm pretty I've got pretty bad luck with this one. <laughs> So hopefully that they're overachieving might give me probably a better chance of regaining control after the aggressive outburst. So obviously if a students being aggressive you need to separate them from the situation. So whether that be giving them a cool down time outside the class, you can't just let something go. So thankfully they're overachieving so I can get them probably going on with some sort of one-on-one work where they can just get back onto it while I isolate the student and see what's actually going on, um, hopefully they won't be too rowdy after a public holiday. Um, and they've then probably
0: worked all weekend
1: on uh, yeah. a piece of
0: assessment, so they're just going to come in and want to show you their work. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what's going to be. Well, happening. Maybe
1: they could show each other what they've done, and <laughs> yeah, then from they can there, give each other
0: peer feedback while you're settling yeah, the other student.
1: From there, I'll go out and check what's going on with them um, and see. Usually. There's always a reason why a students had an outburst, I'll be able to identify what's going on from there and then try and reintegrate them and maybe come up with a solution for them ongoing. So maybe if they have regular outbursts they can maybe have like show me a card or something rather than making a scene in front of everybody. But And then from there, I'll just follow it up after the lesson. That's what I'll do probably.
0: Yeah. And I think it really depends on your students as well. As in, if this is a student that may be doing this often, then maybe you need to be having a look at the bigger issue. Yeah, exactly. Good job. Okay. (laughs) My turn.
1: Your turn. Are you primary? I'm primary. Primary. Okay. so
0: don't worry. I think we can apply uh, everything. And ignore
1: the grades. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, uh, Board grade 12. So I might go board grade 6s. Yeah because uh, I don't really have
1: yeah.
0: uh, grade 12. So I seniors, don't really know what, yeah. seniors
1: that can see the light at the end of the tunnel and they just <laughs> yeah. checked out. I think
0: I've got some board grade sixes at the yeah, moment.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. I'll just mix these up a little bit. Who have I got? All right, after PE. Actually, this sounds about right,
1: <laughs> after
0: PE. No, they go to music after PE. All right, and this one, what have we got? All right, uh, impromptu assembly has cut the first 20 minutes of your lesson. (laughs) Oh, that's great because that will, uh, you know, stem or it'll stop the boredom yeah. <laughs> all right guys that's pe and now we're going to uh yes. assembly and they'll be like oh how boring yeah, yeah well unfortunately i wouldn't be able to do anything about that <laughs> because <laughs> i'm going to take them to assembly but i guess um after assembly and after pe hopefully they've had a little bit of uh, relaxed time mm. and running around so maybe they're not so bored anymore and they can come back and we can actually focus on something yeah. uh, but you know if i've got bored grade sixes let's say in my classroom, then I've got to really reflect on what I'm doing because why are my students mm. bored? My students shouldn't be bored while they're learning, they should be engaged in what we're doing. So I think I'd have to really reflect on how I'm teaching if I have yeah. bored students. Luckily, my students don't seem to be very bored at yeah. the moment. Uh, I think uh, my students at the moment, are very high achieving students actually. So if they're bored, I'm not challenging them yeah. enough. And that comes back down to how I teach, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yep. After PE and then assembly, it's just any any type of change to the normal schedule. Always, They're like horses. If there's a bit of wind, they just spook for the whole lesson and then it's hard to regain control. I think
0: uh, if you try and go back into a normal lesson after you've got all these interruptions, then you probably will lose them. I think that you should uh, put something in there that's fun, that's still going to engage them, uh, and then there's still some learning happening, Mm. but because you've already interrupted your lesson anyway, then you really kind of can't just jump back in because they're like, oh, we didn't want to do this. And then they want to do something fun. So maybe, uh, you know, a a more fun lesson on a variation of what you're going to (laughs) do in the first place.
1: All right, I had a shocker last round. So let's see (laughs) if I can actually get something a bit better. Okay, immature grade 10s. I know (laughs) those very well. I have them Oh, Tuesday after morning tea and the majority of the students are away. That's actually- Oh, that's all right. That's all right, actually. (laughs) That's
0: probably a good thing.
1: Grade 10, I've found the biggest struggle for me because they're usually separated from the seven, eight, nine group now, and they identify themselves with the 10, 11, 12s. Yeah, they
0: want to be those seniors. Yeah, and
1: they want to be the big boys, (laughs) but they probably don't know what that actually means. Mm -hmm. So 11 and 12 is usually the most mature, and they usually help you out even in lessons, whereas 10s, they- have an idea of what a senior means and to them that just means that they can get away with everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I know those very well from my time um, in the classroom. Tuesday after morning teas probably a pretty good middle-of-the-road type of lesson. I would yeah. never mind having Tuesday after morning teas, So yeah. that, that doesn't really factor into my thinking too much. And then the majority of my students being away, that's probably actually a good thing with grade 10s. It's interesting to see the dynamics of a classroom change when even just one student's away. The dynamics of a classroom are so fragile, so the majority of them being away, I mean, if it's a naughty class, so to speak, uh, that can actually be the really great time to get a, you know, maybe I can have some more one-on-one teaching that you can't afford when there's 25, 30 kids you have to worry about. Yeah, definitely. So I'll probably do one-on-one draft feedback or something along those lines where I can really. Delve deep into what they're struggling with with the content yeah. um, and then go forward from there. I
0: and I guess you'd be able to really target, teach, or tailor that learning to those particular students, especially if you knew that they were going to be mm. away and you know that you're going to be planning something that's going to engage those kids but then also, uh, you know, improve in the areas that they yeah. need improvement. Yeah. So I think that was a pretty easy round for oh, you no. for sure. I'll,
1: I probably deserved that from <laughs> after the shock no, no way, no way. Alright, My
0: go, let's go. All right. I don't want to look because <laughs> I'll make it either too out too easy. Okay. Uh, excited grade sevens. Okay. I can deal with that. Uh, I bet they're girls too. Um, <laughs> all right. After lunch. Okay. So something's happened at lunch. And what else have we got? Uh, the internet is down. All right. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Because I think that I could probably do things without the internet and go old school. Mm. Because, you know, sometimes uh, if you've got the skills as the teacher, you don't need the internet. Yeah. And actually, a lot of technology doesn't mean that you always need the internet mm. anyway. But kids don't always have to be on their iPads or their phones or computers. You can actually... Uh, you know, calm down, excited new Sevens without the internet, and what better to then give them a paper and pen lesson to yeah. to uh, you know make them less excited? <laughs> but actually, if kids are excited about something, then maybe work with the uh, excitement mm-hmm. and get them really engaged in what they're doing. Because if kids are excited, maybe something's happening. So, for example, uh, in my classroom at the moment, we have Pepper. Yeah. And I don't know if you know anything about Peppa but she's this uh, life-size robot oh, yeah, uh, that I've seen my that, students yeah. are actually learning to program and wow. uh, Peppa's been teasing uh, me a little bit but <laughs> my kids were very, very excited about getting her to talk back to me uh, and teasing me about <laughs> eating too much chocolate. So they're very excited. They couldn't stop touching her and <laughs> trying to code her and get her to play music and so why not use that enthusiasm and excitement to then uh, get kids excited about what they're learning about. So I think having excited grade 7s or whatever grade they are uh, is a fantastic time for teachers. It's better than your kids being bored, like my other
1: (laughs) uh, challenge. Uh,
0: After lunch, well, it depends if it's uh, in primary school, first break or second Mm -hmm. break. If it's after second break, sometimes they're a little bit tired. Uh, So if they're excited, then great, because you can actually still uh, get their attention Mm. and engage them for the rest of the day. Uh, If the internet is down, well, actually, there are a lot of programs like in Pepper, you don't actually need the internet to then be able to use the program. And so, you know, back to paper and pen or hands-on, we're using the EV3 robots and the NTX. uh, Mm. I think that's what they're called. But they're like Lego, and you build them, and then you can... code or program them without any tech, uh, without any internet to then make these things uh, move and do all the things that you want to do. Or, you know, get out some concrete materials and get kids to be playing with them or building things. Uh, We built bridges a few months ago uh, with straws and that was fantastic. So who needs the internet?
1: And, you know, if your
0: kids are excited, then your teacher is excited. And as long as everyone's safe and uh, Mm. no one's getting hurt, then great, let's run with it. Yeah.
1: All right, that sounds like a great lesson. Let's see if I can follow that up. All right, my last round, let's see what I have. Okay, shy and quiet grade eights. Interesting. A Thursday double lesson. And there's a last minute room change. All right, so last minute room changes. My horror lesson, everyone's got the cliche horror lesson that they always bring out was I was on prac and then I had a very last minute room change but then that room was already being used and then we went to the library but then the grade twelve was having a presentation in there so we literally had nowhere to go and it was about three quarters now through the list, and we're just walking around trying to find any spare space kids are fighting in the garden you go no John come on hurry up. So, a last minute room change especially if there's something drastically wrong like that can really derail a lesson. But hopefully that they're shy and quiet, I mean introverted classes are kind of an anomaly, but they're really interesting when you get them. I find it I was saying in the last video that if a, if someone's just explicitly naughty, that that's almost easier than if someone's kind of really reserved, yeah. especially if you're trying to encourage participation and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe a last minute room change, if we have to kind of get up and go to another um, part of the school, maybe that movement might get them up and about. Yeah. Maybe even it might, it might encourage them to a bit of activity. Um, and then for a double lesson, hopefully I have a, all the resources that I need that I've planned, especially if there's a last minute room change. So I always say for beginning teachers to have a little pack because I know some teachers are very protective over their resources and bring them <laughs> with them wherever they're going. So if you have a room change, you need to ensure that you've planned for maybe the worst case scenario where you can teach no matter where you are. Yep. And then for a double lesson, um, maybe that first lesson I might, since they're up and about and there's, we've probably wasted time going there, um, I might do something open-ended questions or maybe a bit of group work or something that doesn't have to rely on too much specific timing, something kind of open-ended that they mm-hmm. can get on with. And yeah. And And maybe some collaborative
0: work as well, because if you've Mm. got students working uh, in groups and they're working collaboratively, uh, you have an inquiry question, for example, uh, whatever subject it is, and yeah, Yeah. that sounds good.
1: And then halfway through the double, they'll have a break, and then we can reset. They'll be used to their surroundings, um, and then I can get on with the hardcore content that you usually get through on a double. Yeah, and maybe.
0: Maybe you actually have your room back by then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Who knows where we're going for the second double. That's another thing. And actually,
0: especially if it's a double lesson, uh, I'm just thinking for high school, if you've got a double lesson, then it's probably good to actually have a bit of change of scenery just to keep them uh, awake and excited about what's happening.
1: I struggle with doubled lessons when I was a student.
0: And then, yeah,
1: Thursday, that was... I put that in there because I still have PTSD about (laughs) double maths on a Thursday morning.
0: It's actually so strange how funny, um, how different it is... In a high school, compared to what mm. it is in a primary, because yeah. you basically have the same room all day long mm. and you have those kids pretty much all day long. Yeah. And so, a double lesson uh, for you guys, it might be what is it, one and a half hours?
1: Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, it could so, be even up to two.
0: Yeah. So, every morning, I have my kids for two hours. Yeah. And when you're in primary, you need to be uh, mixing it up all the time. Mm. So, uh, especially in the lower lower years you really only want uh, 15 minute sessions and everything Uh, for me in my uh, teaching for the first two hour in our literacy block we've got half an hour half Mm. an hour half an hour and half an hour and you have to keep mixing it up so that students are moving they're doing different activities so that they're not sitting there staring at you teach that whole time so it's really important to uh, mix it up get them doing different things in that whole block
1: yeah yeah interesting all right Let's right. see your last, last round. One.
0: All right, here we go. So, two cool for grade 11.
1: So, two cool students so, that Yeah,
0: I've got some two cool students. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monday, <laughs> period one. Okay, that's fine. That actually can be. And then, what's this one? Uh, AV is not working.
1: Audio visual, so projectors down, audio's down, no PowerPoints, nothing.
0: (laughs) That's all right, because (laughs) we do literacy block on a Monday, uh, period one or Mm. session one, Uh, and to cool for grade, well, let's go six, or even some of my year fives maybe. I've got a multi age class, so I teach four, five, and six in the one class, Uh, except my kids this year are, let's just say, high achievers, (laughs) also known as. I won't say it, but they're very they're very driven and they love school. Let's yeah. say that. So I don't think they're going to be too cool. Although when you when the year sixes uh, get to this time uh, in this uh, school year, they they seem to get a little bit too cool and they yeah. think they're the seniors of the school and they're a little bit uh, better than everybody else and don't always want to toe the line. So I guess if I've got too cool for school uh, kids and it's uh, first. Uh, session on a monday and they come in they've had a good weekend with all their friends and they're super cool i think maybe <laughs> knocking them down a peg and say hey you're back at school this is what we're doing yeah. and then technology is not working i don't really mind that because my uh block on a monday morning is literacy block so i can do all of that without any technology yeah. at all it's uh you know spelling and reading and then english which can yeah. all be done without any technology uh the only thing is uh that if they need to access any materials uh on showbiz or uh, on their ipads and that's not Mm. working that can sometimes be a bit of an issue but then you have to be uh, able to modify your lessons in an instant and just adjust as you go Mm. so good teachers will be able to just uh, think on the spot and be able to come up with something uh, when those things Mm. don't happen so i guess uh, that's what i did notice in some of the prac students that i have had is they they can't quite think on their feet yet and that's really the difference between experienced teachers and then prac students is what we see is they're like oh no <laughs> the technology's not working which actually happened uh, to one of my prac students and they're like they looked at me like what do i do and i'm like all right this is what we're going to do guys you go here you go here this is what we're doing and then it all worked out but having that experience uh comes when you actually have been teaching for a little while so Pract students might experience that. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think the message of this challenge is that can you imagine all the classes going on in a big school at once. The fact that all of those go perfect without a hitch is almost <laughs> impossible. 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 As a teacher there's always going to be a curveball where whether it be the internet being down, AV being down, room changes or students having aggressive outbursts there's always going to be something that you're going to have to overcome and I think having that toolkit and that resilience to kind of take things and roll with the punches mm-hmm. is a really big step uh, yep. as a teacher.
0: Definitely and it all really comes down to classroom management, behaviour management and understanding that uh, not everything's going to work mm-hmm. like the lesson that you might have planned as a prac student, it doesn't yeah. work like that mm-hmm. uh, but you need to be able to adjust and modify your lessons instantly mm-hmm. uh, and keep it all calm at the same time and uh, make sure that you look like you're the one in control. Yeah. Because if your students can see that you're not in control, yeah. then you've lost them. They've gotten, <laughs> uh, they don't have any faith in you yeah. anymore. So if you freak out, your kids won't trust you anymore. All
1: yeah. right. Well, based on our answers, I think I'll deem you as the winner.
0: Oh, thank you, thank um. you. Oh, you did really well too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're so, both winners here.
1: <laughs> so that's all we have time for today. Hopefully, we see you at the next episode of the Teacher Hack Challenge, and we'll see you next time.